Hello, you've reached the Running From Diabetes hotline. To enter a race, plus one. To enter your blood sugars, press two. To gripe about being a diabetic, press three. To listen to the podcast, press four. Welcome to the Running From Diabetes Podcast. This is Kevin Kilograms, and this is my audio journal of my life dealing with diabetes as I train for endurance sports. Welcome to the Running From Diabetes Podcast. Kevin Kilograms, and this is my life uh, dealing with diabetes as I train for endurance sports. I have to really apologize. It's been a long time. It's been several weeks since I've recorded anything. I am, unfortunately, have been super, super, super sick. Um, some issues have come up. Uh, my neuropathy hit a height and um, has literally uh, stuck me in the house for, you know, a bed rest. Uh, Neuropathy is a sort of damaging of the nerves uh, due to lack of uh, appropriate blood flow. It's a common condition with diabetics, and if not taken care of and seriously, it leads to amputation. So obviously it's a a very important thing. Um, It's the number one cause of non-traumatic amputations in the United States, I don't know if the world um, so I haven't been running. I haven't been doing much of anything for a couple weeks. And uh, I got back on my feet and was unable to do the running. Uh, so I started picking up some, you know, searching for some other things I can do. And I, that's, today's podcast was short of that one. Uh, I wanted to talk about that Uh as weird as it sounds, and I'm not a Jillian Michaels fan, never have been. I don't dislike her. It's just it's never, neither here nor there to me. Um, the biggest loser, in my opinion, is a croc. Um, I know it's a TV show, and you know, being I, I live in Hollywood Center. You know, I live damn near you know next door to Hollywood, and uh, you know. I have friends and we have customers that are all on the, in the Hollywood world, you know, in the movie and, and television world. And, you know, like uh, I was literally working on uh, Clint Eastwood's set decorator. He's retired now, but I was at his house just yesterday, you know. He's worked for Clint Eastwood for a decade, you know, for over a decade. And his neighbor is the guy who created... Um, uh, not the biggest, oh, different show, it doesn't matter, needless to say, you know, I hear the inside stuff, and, you know, we start talking about, you know, uh, what they do in TV, you know, even these reality shows, they they sort of pump them up, and they, they make them more dramatic than they really are, uh, a lot of times, they make them more dramatic just for what they think should be, and it really doesn't need to be, you know, a lot of it, but the biggest loser is, uh, you know, in my opinion, an extremely unhealthy way to approach something. 
And the fact that uh, a trainer, a professional, you know, person that uh, takes into teaching people how to live healthily would sign up for something like that kind of bugs me. But in all honesty, she is definitely one of a, you know, she's a ha one of a handful of top-end trainers. You know, she really knows her, her business. And so I, I signed up for a free week of her um, online training. It's it's an impersonal thing. I, I don't think I'd, I, I can't afford a personal trainer, but it was uh, less expensive if I wanted to continue with it. But I wanted to see what it was all about. And her big thing with exercising is circuit training. Um, to her, uh, according to her, it, it burns a lot more calories and is a lot healthier for you than just standard cardio or standard weight training. And most people never put the two together correctly. They either do one of, they typically do one thing too much. And I am a victim of that, or I should say I'm a culprit of that. I definitely, in my running life, have run way too much. It just got so easy that it was easy to go out for, you know, at the height, I could easily throw on a pair of running shoes and hit 10 miles, you know, without a, you know, I don't want to say without breaking a sweat, that's not true, but, you know, if they used that as a metaphor, it would be totally true. It really didn't bother me. It was pretty easy. I didn't need a whole lot of accompaniment with it. And it shouldn't be that easy to, to whip out an exercise uh, thing. You know, it's supposed to be difficult. It's supposed to cause you to breathe hard. It's supposed to make your muscles, you know, get pissed at you a little bit. Um, I'm not one for believing that, you know, you have to go in with extreme pain. Um, I remember training in the service, you know, sometimes we did, but, you know, I was training for something very specific. You know, we, we fully believe that the more you sweat and hurt in training, the less you bleed in war. And, you know, I, so I wasn't training to run a marathon. I was training to fight enemies, you know, to the death. I mean, it was a serious, serious job. And so I took it that way. And so, you know, where a run that I threw up three times on a run, or at least that dry heat on a run, was the way I pushed myself. Uh, nowadays, you know, I'm not fighting anything but this one disease. And it's, you know, it's a ruthless killer also, but I don't need to hurt. I just need to push myself. And so... Uh, I'll have to agree that the circuit training, which is a constant changing of exercises and that mixes both cardio and weight resistance, you know, or resistance training together, it's been working the miracles. It's a, it's a torturous workout. It, it's hard. There is no doubt about circuit training being hard. I mean, I every day I do it four days a week. I do one day of cardio, which I, I get a free choice on cardio, whether, you know, so if I feel up to it, I do a run. And if I'm having a rough, rougher day, uh, I'll go for a brisk walk. I still work. So, you know, I'm a, it's an extremely active job. So this is what I've been back up to. But, uh, you know, again, I had to apologize for not recording because I wasn't doing anything. I was, you know, stick in bed. You know, it's almost like a, and of course, the the less I exercise, the harder it gets to control my blood sugar. Ooh, fun there, you know. So it just gets harder and harder every day. I don't, I'm not out either working or or doing exercise. Is just even that much harder. So it's almost like a catch twenty two where it just continually progresses, and then you get 
sicker, but so you can't work, so you get sicker, so you can't work, and your budget goes up, and you get sicker, you know. It's a, a downward spiral, you know, and you've really got to fight to get out of it. Um, I believe that health, uh, living a healthy lifestyle is my best medicine, but a lot of times the healthy lifestyle can be, um, you know, okay, either, it, your health can put a damper. My health puts a damper on my health, uh, being a healthy lifestyle and living an active life. So I end up with um, um, being unhealthy, and then I got to look for medical issues to assist me, medical uh, medicine and medical advice to uh, help solve. And that's what ended up happening as I ended up, uh, we ended up moving some medicines around and, and uh, doing something with the insulin without getting too, you know, just actually pumping a hell of a lot of insulin. Yeah. So much so that, you know, at this point it, it becomes, it's almost like adding fat on your system. Insulin promotes weight gain. And so, as I sit there and pump more and more insulin, you know, I might as well just be pumping fat onto my onto my abdomen because that's just what basically what I'm doing. Um, you know, as hard sometimes as I work out and as stringent as I've been with my diet, people wonder why I'm still overweight. And I don't lose weight the normal way because the insulin just makes it stay on and, you know, it holds like crazy. I mean, it is violently holding holding on to uh holding on to my body. I don't know if that's because uh um, uh I just take so much insulin, um, but it's it's due to actually something called insulin resistance that I have to take so much insulin and then by taking so much insulin again there we've got another catch twenty two. I I um by doing that then it holds on to the fat which creates more insulin resistance which again I gotta take more insulin. So another spiraling down effect. If you're a diabetic and listening to this and you're newly diagnosed or relatively new into this game, um, you will not get rid of it. It will progress. But if you don't take it seriously and fight tooth and nail with a healthy lifestyle, and I mean not just popping the pill that the doctor told you to pop, not just taking a small syringe and shooting one shot a day or whatever it is, the therapy the doctor told you to do, Medical-wise, if you don't take action and become violently active, and I don't mean walking your neighborhood for 15 minutes. I mean you better step up to the plate and do serious cardio, serious weight training. You need to put an hour a day, six days a week. You you know, and I'm, this is a kettle, you know, pot car the kettle black, you know. Um, I need to do it myself, and I, you know, I fight tooth and nail to get there, but if, if you're healthy enough to do it, you know, especially if you're slightly overweight, because you can change your outcome of your life immensely, um, you will come into maybe dropping the medication the doctor has you on, at least dropping the insulin, if you can drop that weight now, when your body hasn't set itself into this, this spiral of, you know, uh, increasing. And you can stave off this disease for years, if not decades. You know, at least the, the worst parts of it. And if there's a lot of wind, I apologize. I just opened the windows. 
I'm in the mobile command studio here, you know, on my truck. I'm out picking up the some of my kids from school. And I'm parked in the parking lot and open the windows to let the air in, and we've got a good breeze going on. So, you know, a follow. And then a diet, you know. You're going to have to – you don't have to become the vegan. You don't have to become the the – absolute perfect dietitian, but you do have to become a healthier eater. You must, you know, going to McDonald's, there isn't anything on their menu, even the salads, that fit into a healthy lifestyle. Granite salads are healthier than the, the Big Mac, but, you know, it's funny, they're not, they're even higher in calories than the Big Mac is. You're going to have to learn to, if you just eat salads, that's not an appropriate method. You know, a lot of these salads are so laden with calories because like a Cobb salad has so much other stuff, you know, crap meats. And when I say crap meats, I'm talking like deli meats, processed meats. Um, lots of high-end protein stuff. You know, eggs aren't a problem, but if you're just constantly putting eggs into your salad, you know, and everything else. And then you douse the damn thing in dressing that is just laden with fat and calories. You know, a Cobb salad coming out of a restaurant could be 1,500 calories. You know, oh, my gosh, that's 100%, 50 to 100% of your daily calories on one salad. Boy, you, no wonder you're going to get, you're going to become overweight with a salad because you're, you're going to continue to eat, and everything now you eat above that salad is, is overeating. So you got to learn the healthy ways to eat. I like to use the... Um, I oh, see he's doing the same thing I do. Um, I like to use the uh, this whole foods, plant-based diet. I'm not going to say I don't eat meat, but my meat is cut to less than 10. And I try to keep it under 5% of my total calories. And I try to make the meat that I do eat, the animal flesh that I do eat, um, lean and not processed. So no deli meat. And of course, that's a problem for me because that's one of my life enjoyments. I love good deli meat. And I love cheeses, which is another thing that I try to avoid is, you know, the dairy, you know, cow dairy. Um, but if you can learn at least to eat appropriately, uh, learn what is, you know, healthy, stay away from the fast food, how to go to a restaurant and order, you know, the, the healthy menu that they give you a lot of times isn't the best best choice. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff out there that I'm starting to find that is, you know, pretty darn cool. Maybe portion sizing is a problem. You know, one of my favorite restaurants is something called Wahoo's Fish Tacos. And uh, their 90% of their menu is extremely healthy. The downside is their portion sizes are huge. You know, they have this thing called a bonsai burrito. Bonsai is their their they're grilled vegetables, the bonsai grilled vegetables. And so the burrito is based on this whole grilled vegetable thing. And, uh, you know, they'll put it, they'll put brown rice and they'll put, uh, you know, fresh black beans uh, or pinto beans. And then they'll uh, wrap it in a whole wheat uh, flour or whole wheat tortilla. And, um, you know, they'll minimize the amount of cheese that, you know, I have them do instead of a meat product, I have them do these marinated mushrooms. Uh, but you can have them do tofu, uh, and then they do several different options on white fish, you know. Uh, so 
but the breeder must weigh a pound and a half, you know. It's a it's almost ten inches long and probably four or five inches in diameter, you know, thick. And they pour a good sauce over the top with a lot of cheese and guacamole, you know. And it's a, it's a calorie king when it comes to that. So you got to really pay attention. Okay, I'm off my high horse and telling everybody how to live their life. I'm just telling you that if if you don't take the bull by the horns and jump on it early and take it seriously, which I didn't, you know, here's here's the word of advice. I didn't do this. I became, I was diagnosed with diabetes, and I poo-pooed it, and I took my medicine the way the doctor told me, and that's the only education I got was, here, pop this pill once a day, and it has progressed and progressed and progressed, and by the time I got serious, realized that I had a real problem and I got serious with it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's too late. It is too late for me. I am not going to solve my problem. I'm going to die with it. And I'm going to die very young, and I'm going to die very horribly with a stroke, a heart attack. Um, you know, there's all sorts of ugliness to this disease, you know, I'm fighting off amputation. Come on. You know, um, my eyesight is failing me, you know, and I, I'm getting to be, you know, I'm 45 years old, so I'm getting to the point where I need readers, you know, and that's that's common aging, I guess. But, you know, I can tell when my blood sugars are high because my vision gets blurry, both long and short distance. It just straight out gets blurry, you know, and it's a, it's retinopathy. You know, it's these swollen blood vessels in the retina of your eye, and they can burst. And if they burst, you will start losing your vision. You know, uh, there's surgery to correct and there's surgery to repair, but it's not foolproof for one. It's It's very evasive, and it's, and if the damage gets worse, they can't correct it and they can't repair it. You know, if the damage, sometimes the damage is so bad that they can stop it, but they can't reverse it. Whatever damage is there is done for the rest of your life. And you can go blind. Again, it's one of the leading causes of blindness. So, um, uh, now you see a reason kind of why I fight tooth and nail. Why I do this podcast too twofold to kind of keep accountability for myself and in hopes that somebody out there who is down going down the path that I went down will maybe shock them out of it um, I have two kids that are overweight one of them is very active um, she plays tennis and she she's on the tennis team and she's in track and field and so with track and field she's a thrower she does disc and shot she's a little Obviously, she, I said she was heavy, a little bigger. She's not overweight, you know, morbidly obese overweight. She just carries the uh, extra pounds on her, and so she's a little heavier. Um, but I love it. The fact that she plays tennis gives her the aerobic, you know, extreme aerobic exercise, and then she throws, which um, their warm-up is aerobic, but she does weight, and uh, which is a lot of uh, resistance training. You know, she has so she's building muscle to throw those that shot and the discus. The other one was pretty active for a while, actually ran a half marathon with me, but he hasn't done anything in several years. He's a college student. And um uh, he's 
he's way overweight, you know, and I'm scared to death, and I can't preach too much because they just shut me off. I'm hoping by example they they learn their lesson, but, you know. But if I catch somebody out there that hears this, that is on that verge, is popping the pill and living, you know, they saw the diabetes and they said, oh, I have diabetes and listen to the show. If there's nothing else, then they'll take this thing as seriously as a heart attack as it is. It's exactly what it is. It's like having, you know, the flu and a heart attack in the same day every day. And just literally understanding that the, the solution to this isn't popping a pill. Pill just mitigates the mitigates the problem, of, you know, lowers the the complications, and makes you feel a little bit better on a daily basis. But the problem will still grow. The only solution to this problem is. Um, knowing that you have it and knowing on a daily basis there are two things you can do to hold off from it growing any faster or any any worse, and that's a healthy lifestyle. That's severe exercise, real exercise, and that's a not a stringent but a healthy diet, just a healthy diet. Straight out, as much research as you can get into this diet thing and figure out an appropriate portion, appropriate calorie, and appropriate uh, foods. You know, you can't bypass this stuff with, you know, with vitamins. You can't get, you know, you can't do the vitamins. It won't work. You can't do the herbal extracts and the, the potions because they don't work. It doesn't work. It has to be whole foods, real foods, in appropriate amounts. As colorful as you can make that plate. I'll tell you, one of the things um, I've been doing is I love this whole foods thing where I'm eating a lot of plant-based whole foods is by eating a lot of not processed vegetables. You know, I cook them, but I cook them different ways. And I cook them from, you know, lightly to like a light steaming all the way, you know, raw all the way down to a heavy, you know, where they're stewed in is that I am literally have so many colorful options that pretty, you know, now that I've gotten into it, that they taste pretty darn good, you know. I mean, I'm really enjoying the different flavoring, and I can eat a lot of it, you know. You, you can't believe how much vegetables, fruit and vegetables, you have to eat in order to reach that 1,000-calorie burger. <laughs> One burger, 1,000 calories, or I can eat pretty much all day long. You know, I was out working at uh, up in the... Uh, West Hollywood yesterday and uh, I brought all my food with me because I don't know what restaurants around this these people's house and uh, I had this giant salad which I cut 90% of the dressing out I had the dressing you know the dressing was on the side and I put just a sprinkling of it I almost like took my fork and flicked it at it and then uh, I had this uh, whole wheat sandwich with um a very thin slice of mozzarella, but I put in tomato and spinach and then uh, basil, and then I did a pesto, a light pesto sauce on it. And it was about the size of three-quarters of a regular sandwich, and it was um, the whole thing. I mean, I was stuffed when I finished this giant salad with lots of different fruits and vegetables, and I had strawberries and blueberries and uh, I had lots of nuts and seeds in it, and um, 
I, it was way under 500 calories. The the sandwich itself was like 230 calories, and the the salad was like 170, 180 calories. You know, wow, I shouldn't say way under 500, but it was under. You know, come on. And I was stuffed. So I mean, eating creatively like that, you can you'd be surprised just how many calories, how full you become, and how many calories you don't consume. Okay, again, like I said, I'm off my high horse. Um, I will try to continue my podcast on a weekly basis to to hold myself accountable. I apologize that if there are any listeners, and pretty much I don't think there are. Um, there might, you know, I don't have any way of tracking it, so I'm going to assume that there are not, or one. Let's let's say one or two listeners, and one of them is my wife. <laughs> So, okay, there's one listener out there that is not related to me, um, and I'm talking to you specifically on that last rant, but uh, today, um, today's a good day. Uh, I've been at this this training, this circuit training thing for about two weeks now. Um, I liked it so much I invested into it. It wasn't really expensive. It's, um, I don't know, it's like four or five bucks a week. Uh, you know, you can't get cheaper than that. And it ended up being, you prepay for um, oh, 13 weeks. So, you know, it's like, and every day is a new training program. You know, they're all the same circuit training, but you'll see a lot of the same exercises, but they're all mixed up and every day is a different day. Um, there's a whole meal plan daily that's sent out to you that you can follow. Um, they don't have a vegetarian option so I've had to um, intermix some stuff but I mean she's come out with some there's some pretty cool recipes that are, and they'll lie to mix and match the recipes <laughs> so if the grilled salmon you know, salmon and the grilled salmon <coughs> is on the menu you can switch that out for like lentil chili which you know that was pretty cool wow excuse the interruption so um, that was my daughter asking, where are you? I need to come back. Well, I'm out front, so she'll be here any minute. Um, I will touch base next week and let you know what's been going on. This is Kevin Kilograms, and I'm out. <laughs>